Welcome back, everyone. And today uh, we're going to be talking about the NBA again, NBA playoffs. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about how the draft has been impacted uh, the past few years. We'll get we'll get into that though. Um, just to start us off and to jump right into it, I know we're a little. I know I'm a little bit behind. Uh, game two in some of these playoff series has already been played, but uh, so we're just going to have to go back you know, to the April 16th, um, and just work our way on to, uh, the 19th. I mean, you know, I'm only three days behind, but a lot, a lot of things can happen in three days. Um, to start us off, first series we're going to cover, we're going to cover, uh, Utah and Dallas, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. And in the first game, um, Donovan Mitchell, he led the team in scoring, uh, Bogdanovich probably had the best overall game. He had 26 points, four rebounds, and five assists. Um, you know, at the raw, I think the role players really did at really did their job in that game. Uh, as far as as far as quarter scoring, uh, the Jazz they let's see they led in every they led in the second and third quarter and. The Mavericks tried to make, you know, a, a comeback in the fourth quarter. Only won that quarter by two points. First quarter, uh, Dallas Mavericks won it by three. And personally, I, you know, I, I picked the uh, Mavericks to win this series and to go through to the second round. And I, I'm sticking by that. Uh, Luka, he didn't play in game two. And I, it took a, uh amazing effort from Jalen Brunson. I believe he had 40 at 49, I think. I think he had, but we'll talk about that. Um, as far as for the Mavericks, uh, as I just stated, Luka didn't play in game two, so obviously he didn't play in game one. Uh, Reggie Bullock was not leading scorer. I'm sorry. He played the most minutes. Reggie Bullock did. The leading scorer was Jalen Brunson. Uh, second was Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think Spencer Dinwiddie was, it was a really good pickup for them. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie does, Dinwiddie does a lot on the floor. He's kind of a floor manager. He, he's, he's really fundamental. He reminds me of, uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander in, in that regard. And I think that, you know, if, if he didn't get injured, um, he, he'd be, a, he'd have a lot, he wouldn't have got traded. I'll just say he wouldn't have got traded. I'll say that. Um, he's a great guy, great, great pickup for Dallas. And I think he's going to help them in this playoffs tremendously. Um, but, you know, as far as that, uh, Dallas did lose the first game of the series. Like I said, um, you look at the stat line, and it, this is strictly stat line, I didn't watch the game, and you look at the stat line, and, I mean, it, it, it was more of an overall effort from the Mavericks, but the... The Jazz had over four people that scored over ten points, you know, in double figures, and uh, the Jazz had a higher score with thirty-two from Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell is obviously a, a generational talent. And I, as far as Luke, as far, as long as Luke is not playing in this series, it's going to be rough for uh, Dallas to win this. Uh, they did take game two, though, and we'll, we'll, I'll move on to game two. 
as I just presume that's what everyone's going to want me to talk about. Uh, let's get the stats here. Um, for the Jazz, Bogdanovich had 26. Donovan Mitchell had 34. Very reminiscent of Game 1. You can kind of tell who, who they have attacking. I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson had 41. And they, they powered through that. Um, the Mavericks had 33 points in the fourth quarter. Compared to the Jazz, they had 23 points. And as everyone knows, if you watch basketball at all, uh, the game comes down to the fourth quarter. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, um, you know, at that point it's about who bet who's better, and it's about who's made for the spotlight. And Jalen Brunson, um, he's an interesting player. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a. I wouldn't. Say he's, I wouldn't say he's a star. I would say he's a role player that when nobody else is in the game, he can elevate his. And he does a good job at it. He's a good shooter. He's a decent floor manager. And he moves good with the ball. Uh, he he makes the right decisions. Uh, and Reggie Bullock, again, played the most minutes. How He played every minute of the game, as a matter of fact. Uh, he had 11 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. And I don't, I don't, I don't think Reggie Bullock is I don't think he should be playing that many minutes. Um, Reggie Bullock's a role guy. He's not really a star. He's not going to wow you with anything he does. Uh, you know, he might come off a screen and drop a good pass, but uh, it might come off screen, good little pull-up mid-range, but I'd, he's not really a star player. And Dallas, uh, they, they, they really... Spencer Dinwiddie, by the way, had 17 in game two, six assists, uh, four rebounds. And Jalen Brunson almost had a triple-double. He had 41, five assists, eight rebounds, so he wasn't that far from having a triple-double. Regardless, though, um, I think Utah has... I know I talked about a while back about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, both of them um, uh, struggling as teammates together. And I think that, like I said, I think that's why they're going to lose this series because of the chemistry issues between them. But I'm going to talk about the Jazz a little later on. But um, this series is going on kind of how I predicted it. You know, I, I kind of expected. I mean, as, as long as Luka's not playing, um, there, there's going to be trouble for the Mavericks. And because obviously Luca is an amazing floor manager for them, and Luca is—he's their entire offense. You know, uh, the ball doesn't really leave his hands during a game. You know what I mean? And regardless, uh, I'm gonna move on to the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Uh, Timberwolves took the first game, which was kind of surprising to me. The Timberwolves really dominated in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Which are the two most important quarters? Speaking of the Timberwolves, though, we're going to go through their stats here. Anthony Edwards, he had 36, six assists, two rebounds. 36 for a young man of his stature is pretty amazing in the playoffs. Um, you know, he hasn't really been tested in the playoffs, but like I said, he is made for the spotlight. When, you know, when I was talking about the play-in tournament, Anthony Edwards is made for the spotlight, and... He's an, he's a phenomenal player, 
and he's going to be a phenomenal player for years to come in the league. Cat, uh, he had 29 with 13 rebounds. And, you know, that's that's a, that's an average day in the office for Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Um, he does that every day. You know, that, you know, that's nothing new to him. Um, I, I, we're going to look at game two. I, th- I believe they played game two. They have. They've already played game two. But uh, if they have not played game two, uh, I want to see... I want to see Cat attack more. I mean, they did win this game, but you have to realize the Grizzlies, regardless of whether they lose or win, they're going to come back that next game unfazed. They're either a group of a group of stubborn young guys who are going to fight for every inch in this playoff series. And this is a really good series because it's the two most powerful offenses in the NBA. They have the most. Points per game, number one and two. Uh, Grizzlies are two. uh, Timberwolves are one. And I think Carl Anthony Anthony Towns, on the offensive end, he has to just continue what he's done all season. On the defensive end, though, he has to really step up. Because, you know, if you just look at the Grizzlies, I mean, they have an old Steven Adams. And if you look at Steven Adams' stat line here he played 24 minutes with three rebounds and three assists and zero points um jaw had 32 eight eight assists four rebounds dylan brooks uh he, he had 24 one assist one rebound and just looking at the minute distribution here uh for the grizzlies uh, they probably pulled their players a little early, so that's why the minutes aren't as high. But the minutes seem to seem to be really, really evenly distributed. Um, Jaron Jackson, who has been kind of a disappointment so far in his career, he has he had twelve points, one assist, and four rebounds. And the Grizzlies big men, they just have to do better. I mean, you're playing against Carl Anthony Towns. He he's going to get rebounds and he's going to score. You have to do better. Steven Adams knows. He knows Carl Anthony Towns. You know, um, he's been playing against Cat, you know, in the West for years. Um, And I think that to win this series, the Grizzlies big men are really going to have to step up and play the best they've played all season. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you... um, Seven rebounds combined from Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams are not going to work when when Cat has 13 by himself. And, you know, you look at the Timberwolves, it's a really active group. Uh, Pat Bev, he had six rebounds. Malik Beasley had six rebounds. D'Lo had three rebounds, ten points, also nine assists. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, he had six rebounds. And Anthony Edwards had two, and you you look at those stats, and it's not nothing jumps out at you besides Carl, Anthony Towns. But when you look at the Grizzlies, uh, Dylan Brooks had one one rebound, Jaron Jackson four, like I stated, like I stated, Stephen Adams three, John Morant four, uh, Desmond Bain three, Brandon Clark did have a really good game. I didn't see this at first. He had thirteen points, twelve rebounds. For a guy his size, that's pretty good. Regardless, though, he's not a true big man. Um, Brandon Clark, he he's probably a forward, power forward. 
uh, small forward. He's a forward. He's not a center. When your center has three rebounds, you have a problem. They're not going to be able to play small in this series. They need to play. They need to be able to play big because Carl Anthony Towns. If you play small against him, he's going to dominate. And um, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves they play today at seven thirty uh, Central Time. And just to move on, I know we're covering a lot of the Western uh, Conference games here, and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, the Nuggets and the Warriors, let's see, have they played a game? They have played a game, too. And the Warriors are 2-0, and like I expected. Um, you know, I, I told everyone that the Warriors were not the team to be doubting in this. Because the Warriors are a nice team. You know, you have Clay. Uh, we're going to go a little bit faster uh, here. Um, Jokic, uh, he had 25. Will Barton had 24. Jokic had 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Will Barton had 5 assists and 6 rebounds. And let's see, as far as the quarter scoring, the Warriors, they won the second and third. They actually did lose the fourth quarter, but, you know, I, I assume that was garbage time minutes. Uh, Draymond, he had 12 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. That's pretty good for him. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, who I, he's going to have to be a star in this playoffs if the Warriors are going to go really far. He had 16 points, 2 assists, 9 rebounds. Jordan Poole, who in the last episode I said is a emerging superstar, he had 30 um, Clay, he had 19, 3, and uh, 2. And, uh, trying to find Curry's stat line. I can't, I cannot find Curry's stat line. But Kevin Looney, he had, uh, 7 rebounds. And the Warriors, uh, that's, that's pretty remarkable. When you have distribution of stats like that, you know, your, your two big guys, your three big guys. Uh, Andrew Wiggins isn't necessarily a quote-unquote big guy. He had nine rebounds. He had the most rebounds, though. Uh, Draymond had six. Kevin Looney had seven. Uh, that's their that's their center. He that that's pretty good for a center of his quality. He's not like a he's not a number one center. He's definitely a number two center. Um, and game two. Aaron Gordon, he he had a decent overall stat line. You know, seven points, three assists, five rebounds. Uh, Jokic, he had 26, 11 rebounds, and four assists. And nobody else really stood out. And uh, um, Nikola Jokic, he is he is kind of alone in this series. I will I'll give him that. You know, with Jamal Murray not playing, so he's kind of alone. He's kind of a lone wolf. And this is why I really picked the Warriors to win, because I don't believe that Jokic can lead. Uh, I don't even if Jamal Murray was playing, I don't know if they make it past the second round. I know, I know they made the Western Conference Finals, and it was a really good series. I just don't see it though. Um, as far as the standouts uh, for the Warriors in this game, Curry he had thirty four. Jordan Poole had 29, a really good game from him, uh, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Clay he had 21, a really good game from him. 
Draymond, he had six points, uh, six assists, three rebounds, and Andrew Wiggins had 13, two assists, and eight rebounds. Um, Draymond, he he's kind. Of, it is Draymond. He's not going to go out there and score 30 every night. He averages probably like eight points a game, but regardless of that, he's a great playmaker and. I'm not seeing as many assists or rebounds that I would want to see from Draymond. Uh, he is playing really, really good, though. Um, now, after I cover the Suns game, I believe I'm going to have the Western Conference wrapped up, I think. Um, now, uh, the Pelicans and the Suns, they are in a series. Uh, the Pelicans... They lost the game one. I believe they're playing game two today. A little bit later on, it's um, it's five, it's six o'clock right now, uh, Central Time. I think they play at like six thirty or something like that. But uh, just to go through the Pelican stat line, um, C.J. McCollum he had twenty five, six assists, eight rebounds. Great game from him. That's exactly what I expect from a guy like C.J. McCollum. Brandon Ingram he had eighteen, four assists, five rebounds. Good game for the young kid. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, wow. Wow. I don't know if this stat is right, but he had 18 points and 25 rebounds. I don't know if that, that's, that stat total is right. I feel like something's a little bit wrong there. Um, this is on NBA.com, though, so I don't know why it would be wrong. Um, regardless, uh, quarter scoring, the, uh, the Pelicans... The Pelicans won, they only won the third quarter. They had 16 points in the first quarter, 18 in the second. That's not going to beat this Suns team because when you look at the Suns stats, you have Chris Paul going for 30 with a 10 assists and 7 rebounds. You have Devin Booker going for 25 with 8 assists, 4 rebounds. And you have DeAndre Ayton going for 21 points, 2 assists, and 9 rebounds. Uh, the eight, good, good, good stat distribution. You know, no, nobody's really doing too much. Uh, Chris Paul, he had a Chris Paul game. That's what Chris Paul does in the playoffs. Chris Paul's a Hall of Fame player. Um, he's interesting though. He, you know, he's a Hall of Fame guy, and he, he, he's choked some three-one leads, and he's lost some bad playoff series. But you have to realize Doc Rivers was his coach in some of those series, and we all know Doc Rivers. Um, his, his, his reputation in this league as a coach. Is not the best, um, I would say. But that is, that's that's the Western Conference, I believe. I, I've covered everyone, as far as the West. I don't think I've left a stone unturned in this Western Conference. Um, now I'm gonna move on to the Eastern Conference. And in the Raptors and Sixers game, uh, we're just going to start with these guys. Uh, I believe I believe Philly is the fourth seed, Toronto's fifth seed. I think that's right. Regardless, um, uh, the Sixers took this game. Took it pretty handily, I'd say. Um, the quarter scoring, quarter scoring kind of goes back and forth. You know, no team really... Took a, a quarter by storm. Uh, the first half, though, 
the Sixers did outscore the Raptors pretty badly. Uh, Raptors came out of halftime though, and they played good. Played good basketball. Scored thirty-seven and a quarter. That is below the Sixers though in the third quarter, who came out and at a halftime and scored thirty-eight. Uh, moving on to stats here. Uh, Siakam had twenty-four, seven assists, three rebounds. Talk about a guy I don't believe in. I don't believe in Pascal Siakam. I believe that he played with Kawhi Leonard. And him playing with Kawhi Leonard made people believe that he was more than he was. I mean, he's not a number one guy. I think he would struggle to be a number two guy on a team. Uh, OG Ananobi, he had 20 points, uh, seven rebounds to assist. He's a really good 3 and D guy. Uh, Scotty Barnes, the rookie, he had 15 and 10 rebounds, eight assists, almost a triple-double. For the, uh, That's good for a kid like him. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, who is the, arguably their leader, he had 18, six assists, one rebound. Uh, he has to play better than that. Uh, if they're going to try to win this series, I don't believe that they'll win this series. But that's, I mean, that, uh, that's, that's a, another topic for a different day. Uh, Tobias, for the Sixers stats, Tobias Harris, he had 26, six assists, six rebounds. Really good overall game for Tobias and that's kind of what they brought him in to do. He's a really good overall player. Uh, he's smart. He's underrated. And uh, Danny Green, the, that's funny. He had two points and three rebounds. Um, Joel, he had 19 points, 15 rebounds. James Harden, he had 22 points, 14 assists. And Tyrese Maxey had 38. Wow. Um, James Harden, he... Like I told you, uh, it's like it's like a relationship, you know. First month is great. After that, you're gonna argue, and some most relationships fail. And I believe that's where this 76ers group is heading. Um, I don't see James Harden taking the Sixers to the finals. <clears throat> I don't know if I see Joel Embiid taking them to the finals. Joel Embiid need. He he's a MVP caliber player, a superstar that needs help, and that's most players. Giannis he needs help. You know, Giannis can't take that team to the finals on his own. I know he can do everything, but he can't. It's not possible. Speaking of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, though, I uh, I'm excited to uh, look at this game from Milwaukee. Uh, I think. Yeah, they played the they played the Bulls in this uh first round matchup. And they actually lost. Uh no, they they won. Yeah, they won the first game, I'm sorry. Um Milwaukee came out firing in the first quarter, scored thirty four. Uh the fourth quarter <laughs> fourth quarter there was uh what is that? That's thirty Eight, 39 points combined for both teams. Really low scoring game, 94 to 86. I mean, 93 to 86, Milwaukee. Uh, and like I told, like I said in the last episode, uh, Chicago has struggled against top teams this season. And it's obviously continuing. I think this is going to be a sweep. Um, it's not looking good. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I burped. Uh huh. DeMar DeRozan, he had 18, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, good overall game. You need more from DeRozan, though. 
he has a score more. DeRozan is your real, really just a, he's a go-getter. Uh, you know, he's that guy that you can give the ball to, put him in the post, and say, give me a basket. Um, Vucevic, he had 24 points, 17 rebounds. Really good game from your center. That's exactly what you want, and that's what Vucevic does. Um, Zach Levine, he had 18 points, 10 rebounds. Got to do better if you're Zach Levine. Uh, he, 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 he's a phenomenal player, phenomenal scorer. He's another guy you can put in the post. Put him on the wing. He's he's become a better shooter. DeRozan has also become a better shooter. You got you got to put these guys in situations for them to score. Both of them had 18 points. You're not going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks with two guy two of your top players scoring 18 points. Uh, Kobe White, he had 12 points. Uh, that's kind of what I expect. Alex Alex Caruso, he really has to do better. He had seven points, uh, two assists, three rebounds. Uh, Alex Crusoe, I know he's a mainly defensive player, but he can score. He can score in bunches. He's a he's he's kind of a Patrick Beverly. He's a he gives energy to your team, and he's going to have to do that. He has to inspire this group of guys because if not, this Milwaukee series, it's going to go bad for them, and that sucks. Because I really like uh, I really like. Uh, the Bulls. I don't think they're going to win this series. They might get swept, but I really like them. I like I like that group of guys. Um, moving on from that, I'm gonna go to the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics won this game by one point. The Nets actually outscored them by ten in the fourth quarter. Uh, KD. He had 23 points, four rebounds, or yeah, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, Katie, you got to do better at distributing the ball, and you have to be better at scoring, bud. Um, Kyrie, he had 39 with five five rebounds and six assists. Um, that's a Kyrie Irving game. Uh, I might be biased because I'm a Kyrie Irving uh, fan, but that, that I mean that's a game for him. You know, he's not going to go out there. He's not going to get you a triple double every night. He's not going to get you a double double every night. But he is going to score. That may be all he does, but he's going to score for you. Um, Any other standouts as far as that? No. Andre Drummond had a terrible game. He had four rebounds. Your center has to do better than that. Seth Curry, he only had nine points. Got to do better than that. Nicholas Claxton, uh, who is the young center that they have. I really like him. He had 13, and 13 points, eight rebounds. That's I mean, that's a decent game for backup center, I'd say. Andre Drummond has to do has to do better though, and Nicholas Claxton actually played 31 minutes compared to Andre Drummond's 17, so they might be starting Nicholas Claxton. I don't even know to be honest. Uh, I think that's a mistake though. You got to start Andre Drummond. He's your big center. Uh, you know, two years ago in this league, that's what Andre Drummond was known for was going up, going and getting like I mean I remember he had 22 rebounds in a game. Uh, but they have not played game two yet. Those two guys. Um, I don't think I've covered the Hawks and the Heat yet, so we're going to move on to those two teams. Uh, the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter had 14 points, three rebounds, zero assists. Uh, the young guys got to do better than that. Um, it, it's going to take. It's going to be hard for this Atlanta Hawks team to beat 
Miami, I didn't really see them even making the playoffs. I thought Charlotte was going to beat them in the play-in tournament game. That's one prediction I got wrong. But uh, Atlanta's going to have to play really good. They're going to have to play together. Um, Trey Young. Trey Young had eight points. Uh, I'm not even going to read the rest of his stats. I mean, he had six rebounds, four assists, but eight points. That's god-awful. Uh, uh, he. I hope he got benched. Um, that I mean... Your team's not going to win any playoff games if you are the star player and you're scoring eight points. Um, and the, just overall, I mean, this Atlanta team, it's like they didn't even score points. Uh, it's bad. Uh, as far as the Heat, Jimmy Butler had 21 for assist and six rebounds. Um, Jimmy... I mean, if that's what's working in this series, he doesn't have to give more. But on a night-to-night basis in the playoffs, I think you have to score at least 25 if you're the star player. Um, P.J. Tucker was the second leading scorer on the team with 16. I don't know what's up with that. Kyle Lowry, he's once again disappearing in the playoffs. Um, Bam Adebayo, who I'm not a believer in, only had 6 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Your athletic center has to do way better than that. If you're the Miami Heat, um, six rebounds and you're the most athletic guy on the floor at the at the five position, uh, that's not going to work at all. Um, and let's see here. I'm just I'm just trying to go through uh, all these playoff games and try to name all of them off. Um, I believe though. I believe I've covered every playoff series that has played. Uh, I hope I didn't miss one because that would really suck and make me look stupid. But I'm looking through all of them here. And I'm not seeing one that I missed. Um, Well, now that we got through that, um, I'm going to go... I'm I'm gonna uh it just came another I got a notification on my phone not too long ago that Ben Simmons he is cleared for contact and he played on a four v four uh in practice th- uh today. So he's probably gonna end up playing probably game three, I would exp- I would suspect. I would expect from this coaching staff just to make sure he's settled in, you know, uh probably study the plays or something like that. I don't know. Uh Luca he didn't play in game two. Uh, I think it's still unclear whether or not he's going to play in game three. Um, but I want to talk about Utah here. Uh, I'm not really going to go into depth. But Utah is a great job. It's, it's a good job. Utah has good facilities. Um, they have a good organization. They're led well. They're ran well. And... Uh, yeah, I th- I think Quinn Snyder's leaving. I'm not sure. I, I heard he was looking at the Lakers uh, as possible, you know, place to move. Um, but Utah's a good coaching job. It's not a great one. It's not an amazing one. It, it's kind of like the Wisconsin of football. You know, uh, in Wisconsin, great facility, ran well, great people there, but it's not a big. It, you don't attract a lot of prospects. And in the NBA, if you're in Utah, you're not attracting a lot of free agents. So you have to draft really, really well. 
and you have to make smart trades. And just to go deeper into this, um, you they've done Utah has done well drafting. You know, Carl Malone, John Stockton, those are two really good draft picks. They hit on those. Uh, they just drafted this Azubuki kid last year, I believe, or the year before, and he was not a hit. You know, he's a seven foot. I don't even know what his wingspan is, but he's a huge guy, and he wasn't a hit. He's still a below average center. He's a he's a D plus center, and for Utah, if they don't hit on these draft picks, they're not going to go anywhere. And in the recent years, they haven't really hit on any draft picks. So when Donovan Mitchell uh, keeps getting a little older and he starts to realize, hey, I need some more help, they're not hitting on these draft picks, he's going to leave because nobody's coming to Utah. And to go into more about the draft here, um, the draft is becoming more and more of a guessing game in the NFL too. You have guys doing one-and-dones. Uh, you have guys going overseas playing a year. You have guys coming out of high school. They're going to G League, going where, I mean, or entering the draft, depending on how they feel. And it's so hard for organizations to draft the right guy because of the uh, because of the one and dones that are happening and it's going to it's going to keep getting harder and harder cuz these guys are going to keep it's going to keep progressing you know until maybe eventually most of the prospects coming out of high school cuz you know if if you're a young guy you know and you're you're in high school and you're averaging 35 8 and 8 a game you think wow I'm league ready you know, and so you don't you don't want to go to college. You want to go straight to the pros. You get drafted by whoever. In your first season, you average uh, eight, two, and one. You know, and it's like that's a bust because you got guys like Anthony Edwards, who's out here out here scoring thirty something in a playoff game. Jordan Poole scoring thirty in a playoff game. Uh, John Morant. Um, Luca, you know, you have all these young stars in the league who were hits for those organizations, but you have other other teams that drafted someone who they thought was going to be really special, and then now they see what they develop into just a role player. You can't win a championship with role players, so if Utah doesn't keep start hitting on a drown draft picks. Donovan Mitchell's leaving. Rudy Gobert, he'll leave. You know, uh, and that goes for any any team. Utah's just in a hard in a hard place because no free agent's going to look at teams that are offering him and be like, "Hmm, I'm going to go to Utah. I'm going to go to Salt Lake City. What's in Salt Lake City for an NBA player to do? I mean, you know, you can take a little trip for your family." Uh, you know, road trip to Salt Lake City, and it's amazing because you've never been there. But if you live there, what do you do? They have great facilities. They have a good coach, good coaching job, great owners, great leaders. But what do they offer besides that? And what if they're not able to hit on these draft picks? Are they going to have a team full of role players? They're not going to do anything. 
because that's where they're going. Um, but uh, as far as the playoffs, I, hold on, let me look at my phone here. I believe I tried to be a little bit creative um, with my prediction for the champion for the finals. Uh, I mean, not a lot of people are going to agree with it because, I mean, yeah. But uh, I chose Memphis and Milwaukee in the finals. My Western Conference finals is Dallas and Memphis. My Eastern Conference is um, Milwaukee and the Raptors, I believe. But it's not looking good for the Raptors right now. Um, the Raptors are down 2-0 uh, versus Philly. So it's not looking good for them. And um, regardless of all that, um, Memphis, I believe in Memphis. I don't think they're going to let Minnesota um, take this series. I, I do predict that it's going to go at least six or seven games because these teams are young. And it's going to, this is really when coaching comes into effect because you have to lead these young players as a coach. But regardless of all that, um, I thank you all for listening. Uh, follow me at Chilton Sports Official on Twitter. And I hope you all have a good day.